O holy God, please open our hearts that we may hear a word that transforms our lives as we seek to draw closer to you. Amen. After a particularly dismal quarter at the company, a regional officer, uh, a regional office manager named Tom sees the corporate headquarters phone number come up on his caller ID. He has this bad feeling in the pit of his stomach, but he answers anyway. And the person on the other end simply says, an executive would like to see you today. Now, Tom, he knows exactly what this meeting will be about. He's worked in the field long enough to know that when a regional branch ends a quarter like his branch has, that it likely will mark the end of his job. And so when he arrives at headquarters with sweaty palms and a a lump in his throat, he has to resist the urge to, to run away. Standing in the executive offices in these all glass office He stands in front of the executive and hears her say, Tom, thank you for your service, but your service is no longer needed with this company. You're fired, and security is here to escort you out. Now, Tom, he didn't really plan how he was going to respond to this news But it was so devastating that he couldn't help it. He found himself begging and pleading with this woman for his job. Tears began to stream down his face as he stood in that glass office and asked her to spare his job for his sake, for his family's sake. And that executive, perhaps because of the movement of the Holy Spirit, was moved with compassion for Tom and says to him, Tom, okay. It's okay. You can keep your job. Last month's, last quarter's numbers, they don't matter. It's it's okay. We will work with you. We will help you. Let's just forget about last quarter. In shock and relief, Tom shakes the hand of the executive, and walks out of her office. On his way back to his branch, as he's driving, he goes through this multitude of emotions. First, he's still in shock. And then there's a sense of relief that his job has been spared. And he becomes elated by this. But then, as he gets closer to his own office, he begins to settle down in anger. You see, he feels humiliated. He feels absolutely humiliated because of the way that he behaved in those headquarters. And so by the time he pulls into the parking space at his local branch, Tom is fuming. Filled with embarrassment and anger, he walks into his department and looks for his subordinate. He stomps up to the subordinate and says, you... It's because of you, because of your poor performance, that I almost lost my job. Because of you, I almost got fired today. So you know what? You're fired. And he turns his back to the sounds of the pleas coming from his subordinate. 
my siblings in Christ, when Jesus offers us a parable like this, that offering comes with an invitation for us to consider the story and to ask how could this have gone differently? What could have made this scenario better? Now, many preachers will stand in pulpits across the country today and they will posit, just as Matthew does, that this interaction would have been made better if only Tom had shown mercy as mercy had been shown to him. And, and that's true. It would have been different. But today I want to suggest that this story would have had a different tone, a different ending, if Tom had truly believed the executive when she told him that all was forgiven. If Tom had truly believed that there wasn't going to be a note in his personnel file, if he had truly believed that she was being honest with him about providing them help, if he had honestly believed that she meant what she said when she said, Tom, it's okay, I think this story would have been different. Today, I want us to consider how might our lives be different? How might they be different if we really believed the promises that Jesus offers? How might our lives be different if we really, really deep within our very being believe that we are a forgiven people, that all of us, even the people who aren't in these pews are made in the image of God and are God's beloved children. How might your life be different if you just for even one day believed that our role here on earth is not to judge one another, but instead to simply love each other? Now, I, I live in this world and this culture with you, and, and so I know that we get inundated with all kinds of opposing messages. Messages tell, that tell us we shouldn't believe that vagrant man named Jesus from Galilee who walked around wearing sandals and talking a good talk. My friends, we live in a culture that inundates us with the message that if we make a mistake, then we should receive the full brunt of the criminal justice system. Many of you undoubtedly work in companies like the one I described today, in places where the bottom line matters more than you and your well-being. Through all kinds of explicit and implicit messages, we learn to believe that some lives matter more than others, that if you're wearing clean clothes and were able to take a shower recently, that that somehow makes us better than the unhoused children of God. I was thinking in writing this sermon about uh, some of the messages that I received. And back in high school, I don't know how this happened, but in high school, I came to believe and understand that if I was going to be accepted, if I was going to have value in my high school then I would have to start wearing makeup every day, that I have to put chemicals in my hair to straighten it, and that I could never be bigger than a size five. Those were the messages I received. My brothers and sisters, we get messages every day that tell us to never forgive the people 
the leaders, or the countries that hurt us. We are encouraged, encouraged to hate people who sit on the other side of the aisle and to dismiss the intellect of anyone who thinks differently about social issues than us. But here's the thing. You know, if Tom had really believed the promises made by his boss, I think that he would have returned to his branch with good news. Not only had his job been saved, but there would be help for his branch. The corporate offices said that they would take interest in them and make sure that they could become the best branch that they could be. And if we really believed, if we really believed the promises made by our God, it really is like that Annie Dillard quote that Simon used last week. It would be like playing with TNT. If we took it seriously, if we took those promises seriously, if we held within our hearts the good news that we are forgiven and loved by God, I think this world would be transformed. If we really believed that our neighbor, that our politicians, that people who are addicted, unhoused, or in prison, if we really believe that police officers and protesters, that queer and straight, documented or not, that even our president, if we really believed that all of us, each one of us was made in the image of God, if we really believed it even for just one day, oh, what a day, oh, what a day that would be. Oh, gracious God, please help our unbelief. Amen.